0: Welcome back to the Brazos Point Living Room. We have a really special edition of our podcast today because we have a new member.
1: He is so special,
0: so special. A new member of our three amigos. Today we have myself, Joseph Castillo. We have Randy Dandy Dane. Howdy, howdy. And we have joining us for the first time ever, Mr. Andrew McKay.
2: Uh, yes. Round
0: thank of you. applause. Uh,
2: insert. Take <laughs> Fake uh, collapse.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Did you know this is what we do in this room every week across from your office?
2: I had no idea. I just thought y'all were just hanging out, and just laughing and having fun without me. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry you thought that. I, sometimes I put my ear to the door and like, <laughs> yeah, I wish I could be part of an inside mm-hmm. joke one day. <laughs> welcome. But
0: you don't listen to the
1: podcast.
2: No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just
1: mostly out of bitterness and frustration. Yeah. Well, now you're not to listen. I hear y'all every single week. I'm
2: like, I got that. Okay, that's good.
0: Clearly. Uh, well, cool. Well, today we're Good continuing night. our message series, walking through the Gospel of John, and we're in John chapter fourteen. Uh, my first question to you guys is this: How reliant are you on GPS to navigate? And what is the most directly lost you've ever found yourself?
1: So I'm I'm very GPS dependent. Like, I like to use mm. it. I like for it to just tell me what to do. I've actually got a weird habit of I like to put it in my ear with my earbud no. so that the other people in the car don't hear
2: it. Well, you don't want to inconvenience them. You, you let you it hear?
0: talk to you? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I muted it. Oh, no, no, no. I, I want edit. it to talk to me. Oh, okay, talk to me. Sure. The other thing that I don't know, I'm curious if you guys can relate to this, if there's like a generational aspect to this, but like, north south east and west don't mean anything to me <laughs> in spite of the fact that i'm an eagle scout right like you say, go north on that i'm like i deal in terms of mean? left or right you know what i mean do y'all know what i mean oh i but, know what you mean like my father-in-law is the worst he'll be like go north on this and then west on that and then east and then southwest and then i'm like none of that matters, really? like, of that matters. you don't have a company none of that's car? real <laughs> so sitting in this room right
0: now do you know which way is north heck no
1: really no
0: I mean, oh, I, you I, I do. I know what
1: I know what west is because I know where Rosaria is from here, and I know where it's west of the Brazos. You know? But I, yeah, I don't do I don't do those kinds of directions, <laughs> and so the the less you do those kinds of directions, the more you need GPS to just tell you what to do.
2: Hmm. Oh, I agree very much. I'm GPS um, reliant because even going like across Houston, yes, I will put it in because the technology allows you, allows you allows you to avoid crashes. Um, Why not, right? Construction, yeah. yeah. Oh, the other day it helped us. We saved a whole half an hour from getting going into traffic. It was amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: I will say, though, that GPS at times causes us marital issues <laughs> because <laughs> Ashley is a terrible navigator. And so when we're like using the GPS, but she's, you know, I'm driving, we're using the GPS, but she's kind of helping me navigate. Uh, and, and to her credit, what I'm saying is not right, but I'll just say, like, follow the blue dot. And she's like, no, we are the blue dot. Right. Uh, so, like, the blue dot's <laughs> going to do whatever you do. But w- the reason why Ashley's so bad is she figures it she out. She does listen. Right? <laughs> I know. No, she, we've, I'm just
2: thinking about what I'm going to say about Brittany. <laughs> there's
1: no news here. Uh, she figures it out two seconds too late, always. Uh, like, we, it's like we uh, just there, passed the street. Oh, was. you should have turned there yeah. consistently. I don't believe you. About? I think you're the problem. No, I am not. I'm not. Yes. She's like, she's like, go I'm north on, on that street. Go north on that street.
2: street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for me, I'm just directionally challenged when it comes to left and right. I don't know why. Oh, you're, even <laughs> yeah, that's a breakdown yeah. for you. Brittany's good at telling me, okay, turn right here. I'm like, okay, and I go left.
1: Do you do the make an L with your left hand?
2: <laughs> no, I just like. <laughs> do you, have you ever heard that? I'm like, I just go. And I, your left, like, left hand, hand makes right. an I'm L. Like, I did. She's like, no, you went left.
1: Your left hand makes an L. Do you see it?
2: Oh, I do see it. You'll have it the rest of your life. It. Now, I wish my right hand would make an So, arm. if you're driving, Every time just driving, put your guns yeah. up at 10 and <laughs> yeah. 2
1: and go left. I
2: have to literally think, so okay, she point, said left. That means go. It's a
1: capital L, by
0: left. the way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, to this point in your life, when someone says go left or right, you're just guessing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Especially if.
0: It depends on the
2: situation. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. take the wheel. <laughs> oh, like, Miss Hergy, Miss first Hergy. thing
1: I do is grab a pencil. Try writing. If, I can do it. but by if the time- it's in a high pressure situation,
2: she's like, go left and I will go right. He's but like, go if it's like a relaxed Go left. Somebody
1: give me a football. I
0: need to throw it. <laughs> I have an important question. Are you right-handed? <laughs> no, I'm left-handed. What <laughs> 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 was that? Uh, did I left-handed people? Because like, you're left-handed,
1: too. But apparently... I am left-handed. I, I, I'm surprised you knew that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, are you directionally challenged like that?
1: I, northeast, south, and west, but I know left <laughs> from left right. And right. Yeah,
2: I right. I thought I saw somewhere. What about up and down? <laughs> Definitely not. You're
1: the kind of that. guy that my papa would have described as well that couldn't that boy couldn't find his way out of a paper sack. So that's what's so interesting
2: <laughs> is I left and right I have problems with, but I'm really good at a sense of direction where I need to go. If I'm in the middle of the woods, I could find out where to go real fast. Hmm. It's just telling me to go you to couldn't left tell to left. someone else. I remember that. from Scouts <laughs> really nice. that
1: moss grows on a certain side of the tree.
2: Yeah, towards civilization. I
1: just don't know what the side is. <laughs> <laughs> left or left right. or right. <laughs> we can never go camping.
0: <laughs> oh, mines is boring. I uh, I try to weed myself off. I test myself. How mm. far can I go before I need to pull it up? On oh, yeah. um, uh-huh. trips I take often.
1: Yeah, like here to somewhere else. San Antonio. And, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm like, I think I got this. Yeah, um, here to
1: But you know what gets me on that is I take I take back roads to Austin and San Antonio uh-huh. and avoid a, a lot of highway. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of turns, but I do the same thing on that. I'm like, "No, I've got it. It's only been 6 months since I did this last." Mm-hmm. And then Maybe I don't got look. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then by the time Ashley gets it figured out, we're yeah. two streets too <laughs> yeah, yeah. too far. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Man. Do y'all do this? this is totally different, but like when you're on a road trip, uh you're my, I will only make stops on that side of the highway. Like if I'm headed northbound, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna go going, going to, yeah. to go under the highway turning to go well have fun well the reason
0: we're we're having that discussion is because the message this week is titled one way there's only one way to go it's not left or right andrew uh but (laughs) jesus starts chapter 14 by instructing his disciples to not let their hearts be troubled Uh, and so my next question is how do you usually handle or process Worries that trouble you when you feel like you've got storms or chaos or things that are worrying you, what is your process? How do you work through it?
1: That's kind of funny building on last week's conversation about what we're known for. Um, because I think this is actually kind of one of the things I'm known for. Um, like I just, I'm not a worrier, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I was telling my small group last week, it's like, man, we've kind of got a, a, an understanding around our office, around mission trips that I've led, something like that. It's like, if you see Randy stressed, then it's time to duck and cover. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it, ball game. It's over. Um, so yeah, man, I, I for whatever reason, I would love to think that it's informed by you know my theology and spiritual maturity. I doubt that that's entirely true, um, but I'm just not a worrier. Mm.
2: Yeah, I'm very similar in that regard. That. I'm just, I got hope in my bones. Like, I am just an <laughs> eternal optimist. Optimist. Yeah. Like, I, I will always believe that it will work out in some way. And so, um, but that could be unhealthy in, in some situations where I'll just kind of like, okay, well, I'll be okay and not deal with the problem at hand. Or I will just suppress the worry. And cover it up with just positive, you know.
1: That's interesting words. because obviously I do know what it looks like to deal with worry, right? Yeah. I'm not a worrier, but I clearly know what it looks like to worry. But I'm not a suppressor. I got to get it out. Like I'm a processor. Yeah, that's I exactly will what I was thinking. It. Like I want to talk. I want to talk it. it out. I want to probably talk it to death a little bit, you know? Like I I, I want to talk about it and talk it through.
0: mm hmm. I think my nature is more like I need time to think about it, to process alone in many ways. But I think sometimes it turns into a distraction. Like, I'd rather go exercise. I'd rather go read a book. (laughs) Are you going to doubt me again, Randy?
1: (laughs) You'd rather exercise than then talk about worries or worry yeah oh.
0: no, no no if i have
1: worries okay Wor- I got me, yeah. well, work right it out, out.
0: i would yeah and i could either work it out by myself normal is my nature or just ignore it
1: mm-hmm.
2: like
0: shift my focus somewhere else to go do something else read a book go do something fun and just honestly like, i got gotcha.
1: suppress ignore see just- i'm kind of a take the bull by the horns kind of guy you know like I don't want to suppress. I want to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rip well, the horns good. off of it. That's <laughs> <going>. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's
0: interesting. The first thing we see Jesus say is he's instructing his disciples to not let their hearts be troubled. And so the next question is what might have led the disciples to have troubled hearts? But I want to read a few verses to us that may uh, show us what it is they're worried about. Uh, in chapter 13, there's a couple of things Jesus says, it says, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and he testified, truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. A little later on, he said, little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. And then in verse, in verse 36, it says, Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I'm going, you cannot follow me, but you will follow afterward. Peter said, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, I tell you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. So Jesus dropped some bombs on them. Mm -hmm. And then he tells them, don't be troubled. So what do you think it is that's leading them to have troubled hearts, as Jesus described?
1: I think they definitely are beginning to get a sense of where this thing is going, mm-hmm. you know, like we're in the space where uh, they're not exactly aware of what's going on, but Judas is leaving the room um, because he's going to betray Jesus. And so I think, you know, I kind of described it last week as there begins to be a, a very heaviness that's hanging in the air. And so I think if you're in that space and in that room, uh, you know, they're they're swimming through a good deal of tension that they can feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, mean, I think there's a lot of things that would lead them to have troubled hearts at this point. And, and Jesus hasn't been subtle either. He's, he's indicated up to this point uh, that this probably isn't going to end in the way they think it is. Mm. Yeah.
2: I think that also just some of the things that he said, it's like, you're going to deny me three times. He's like, no, I won't. But, mm-hmm. like, there was like, he's telling them how it's going to go down. And they're still like, they might not fully understand what he's saying. So, maybe in some of that, where what Jesus is saying, they're kind of a little bit
1: like, what? Well, and it's troubling, too. It's like, where I'm going, you can't go. Right. It's like, man, it's like, you're you're rabbi, you're master. We've been following you. I've walked away from a lot to be with you, and you're telling me I can't be where you're going to be. And at this point, man, that's what I've devoted my life to is being mm-hmm. where you are. Mm-hmm. That's troubling. Yeah. I think of it as like unexpected
0: news. Like, they they're walking with Jesus for a while now, and then suddenly Jesus starts to say things that they're just like, what? Like, you're leaving, first of all. We can't come with you and someone here is going to betray you, and Peter's going to deny you? Like, it's like one thing after, and it's just like the ground beneath them is shaking suddenly. Yeah. The wheels are coming off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The wheels are coming off, and so, yeah. I think and that's they're, troubling. They're <laughs> <trouble>. <laughs> Very
2: much so.
1: Uh, you ever seen a car, like on the side of the road, that the wheels literally came off? And oh, yeah. that's, I always think, what a terrible experience. I've never had it. But for your wheels <laughs> to literally fall off, that would be <laughs> terrifying. the wheel? I'd be Good terrified. Time. You wouldn't worry, though.
0: No. no. I just, He would, you would take it by the horns. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Well, uh, again, Jesus has told them to not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, but also be- believe also in me. And I also have us reading uh, <clears throat> a part out of Matthew 14. And I want us just to think about the moment where Jesus comes out to the disciples while they're crossing the sea on a boat in the middle of the night. And Jesus is walking on the water, coming towards them, and they f- they get, they're afraid. They think it's a ghost. And Jesus calls them. And Peter um, trusts Jesus. He steps out on the water and he takes some steps. But then at the end, he takes his eyes off of Jesus and puts it on the wind and the waves and he begins to sink. So, <clears throat> Jesus' solution to worry and what his answer is to them to not let their hearts be troubled is to believe in him and to trust him. So, with that being the case, what does it look like for us? to trust Jesus in the midst of our
1: storms and find peace. Well, I mean, figuratively, we're in the same boat as them, right? Um, The reason why Jesus can say to them, let your hearts not be troubled, is that not just because of what he's already done, but what he's about to do. You know, the work that he's about to do on the cross, the work that he's about to do in the resurrection, like those are the reasons why we can have rest and peace in our hearts. And Jesus is completely aware of what is to come and what it means for them and what it means for us. And so ultimately, man, it's it's this reality of like on our worst day, Jesus has defeated death. On Mm -hmm. our worst day, Jesus is alive and has resurrected from the grave. On our worst day, death is defeated. On our worst day, sin is defeated. On our worst day, we have absolute eternal security. And so it's like, man, that puts worries in perspective in a way uh, that allows our hearts, even in the midst of real worrisome and difficult things in life, to experience peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> I think uh, it's that's kind of the conversation I want us to have. Is just been think about like Jesus says, "Man, trust Him. Trust who He is. Trust what He's done." So, what does that look like for us played out? You know, and I think for me, the that moment in Matthew of where are Peter's eyes like literally, but also where's his focus. And when it's on Jesus, man, he's bold. He says, Lord, command me and I will come out to the water on you. Like he's just believing in faith and then he does it. Uh, but as soon as he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And so I think, you know, it's a powerful story. Maybe you know it, maybe you don't, but I think for me, it's just a reminder, like in the midst of my worry, what does it look for me to trust Jesus and put my my eyes and my focus, um, move them from the big thing in front of me and put them back on Jesus. And like you said, it gives me newfound perspective.
1: Well, and it's easy, right, to like lean into platitudes in those spaces. And I, I like that you brought it back to Peter in that moment where he, quote, sees the wind, you know, mm-hmm. because we all know what it's like to, to walk through circumstances where we see the wind, where the, the threat is, is so substantial that it causes us to to need a reorientation of perspective, mm-hmm. and in those spaces, man, you're right. Like it's critical to to have a plan mm-hmm. for what am I going to do in order to to bolster my trust in Christ. Mm. And I think you know, I mean, in addition to other things, keeping our eye on His promises, and and I think one of the promises in that space that on the outside of those storms are, are the kinds of things that we anchor ourselves to, so that we're prepared in those spaces. Our are, are promises, like God works all things good for those who love Him, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you're in that storm, man, if you can remember that promise, uh, it can, can define our reaction.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely so. And and I just think about, it, you know, we, we see in hindsight what Jesus did, the disciples didn't know, you know, exactly what, uh, you know, the redemption, our redemption story was going to look like. But now we can see it, the picture in full. And so, we can look to the i guess it's the past but like i can see in my life the times that 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 he has seen me through such mm. difficult circumstances as an indication for what he will do in future or current situations mm. so letting those uh, those past markers remind me of yeah. what he can do now mm. and what he will do in the future
1: that's so good and i mean those promises those past Experiences of God's faithfulness—all those things are so strong and so true. But then also, I I go to like just remember that this relationship that we have with God is established on grace. And so there, there are going to be times when we face those worrisome moments that we sink, you know. And it's like grace got you into this; grace will sustain you in this. And so, like man, you could beat yourself up and be disappointed, but at the end of the day, just recognize that God's grace is sufficient Mm -hmm. for that too. Hmm. We need Him. We
2: absolutely need Him.
0: And stuff's heating up here. And Jesus is he's saying quite a lot. And he's he have some big teachings. And, and yet, last week we talked about Randy. He's given a new command in the midst of all. But stuff's really heating up here. And so in verse 6, Jesus says something else. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then verse 10, do not believe that I am in the Father and the Father, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Uh, And these are really big claims that Jesus is making. It's foundational, honestly, to who we believe Jesus is. Uh, And so I just have here just a description of this idea of universalism. Uh, It's just a belief system that rejects absolute truth that there is a right and a wrong. uh, And it claims that there are different ways and roads that all ultimately lead to God. Maybe that's if you're just a good person, everyone ends up in the same place, or maybe all religions are ultimately leading to the same place. But here, Jesus makes it pretty clear that he is God, and no one can come to the Father through him. And he says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. So what does this statement mean? And what do the three words actually describe?
1: I love John 14, 6. It's one of my favorite verses. And I think one of the reasons why I love it so much is because it is so abundantly clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, it's so clear. And it's so clear that there's no room for any kind of universalistic kind of ideas. And honestly, like, I think, you know, I hear people, I've seen people, I know the tendency to lean into those kinds of spaces. And honestly, I think there's sometimes, uh, I don't know, almost like a a tender heart that's Mm -hmm. behind that, that, that just wants to, to step into to, the God's shoes yeah. and do it differently than what yeah. God has done. <laughs> um, but ultimately, John 14, 6 takes away any of that muddiness and cloudiness and makes yeah. it abundantly clear. Like He's making it clear, I am the way, not a way. I am the truth, not a truth, and I'm the life. And the reality is you're not going to find a way, you're not going to find truth, and you're not going to find life outside of and apart from me. It's absolutely a very narrow
2: road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And when I see the way, the truth, and the life, and so I think like He means like I'm the example. I'm the way. I'm the standard. I am the answer. The, the the purpose of your life, and I am the life, and I will bring fulfillment, eternal purpose into your life. And so He answers all of our life's questions and how we should do it and what will happen when we surrender mm-hmm. our life to Him. Well, the other piece of it too is like, it's a it's a gospel proclamation,
1: right? Like I am the way and you're not gonna come to the Father except on that road. Mm-hmm. The Jesus road is the only road, right? And and the, the, the good news of the gospel is that it's been done for us and it's not what we do. And what he's saying is, man, you're not going to do this by self-righteousness. You're going to do this by my righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's the gospel. That's why it's good news. And that's why ultimately it is the the thing that allows our worrying, striving, heavy hearts to find peace. Because it doesn't depend on me. It is absolutely me placing all of my dependence on Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. I love here that it's clear too. Jesus isn't a messenger for God. it's very clear. He he is God. Uh, He's saying, I am with the Father. We are the same. And like you said, Randy, is making it clear. I am the only road. There is no other road, there is no other way. It's not just be really good or hope and pray that you get there somehow. He's like, I'm right here in front of you. I'm the only path. So I mean this kind of leads to the next question. How many ways are there to get to the Father? And we kind of answered that. and how does Jesus what does Jesus' statement say to those who think that there are multiple ways to get to heaven and have a relationship with
1: God? I mean I think that's it in his in his clarity, there is a kindness he mm-hmm. doesn't leave room for confusion or for you to think there's there's multiple ways and and his clarity is a grace to us, yeah. I was talking to
2: somebody one time um who was an atheist and they brought that up like, well, what if the was mistranslated to a, but then you have that verse, right? Or the the next sentence is no one come to the father except through me. It is just double clear. It's like the way, the truth, Mm -hmm. the life, and no one except through me. And
0: what's clear too is the people who he said this to not only them, but the people amongst who he's teaching the same thing understood what he meant because to them, they said, that's blasphemy, right? (laughs) You should die. Right, uh, and so we're gonna kill you. And so the response
2: her. was also, <laughs> also true. So
0: I, I think to me, this also comes back to kind of last week's discussion a little bit. Like, how do how do we interact with people who hold this belief? And I think sometimes it's it's coming back to man. Sometimes the most loving thing we can do is to tell the truth. And like you said, there is clarity here, and it's it, there's love there in the clarity. Just to be able to say to somebody, man, I know you want that to be true, and I'm so sorry, but man, Jesus made it abundantly clear, and here's why. And there is no other way, you know, and I, and I want you to find the life that only he can bring.
1: Well, and we have to believe that to the point that we recognize that the Great Commission is our commission, right? Mm-hmm. He says, go and make disciples. We have to believe that in, in, to the point that we believe the other things that we see in the New Testament that say, like, unless we go and tell, then they will not know this way, this truth, this life. Mm-hmm. And if God had another way, it would actually be unliving to go and tell them but God made it so abundantly clear. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And God made it so abundantly clear that we are to go and to tell uh, because this is it. Mm -hmm. This is plan A, and it's the only plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus goes on to say, "'Truly I
0: say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son.'" So Jesus first says that those who believe in him would do greater works than his. What did he mean by this statement and how should that promise
1: motivate us today? I think it's it's an incredible thing to think about, but I think it's also a thing that is we're able to picture and understand. Like think just in terms of Jesus and his followers, he's already sent. His disciples out, right? He sent out the twelve. He sent out the seventy. He sent them out in pairs, and he already multiplied himself through them and gave them the authority and the power to go and do what he was doing. And so it becomes this picture of what that looks like, because Jesus allowed himself, in his humility of becoming human, to step into the limitations, and so he was limited in time and space, even though he's infinite and eternal God, right? And so it's just there's so many levels to why this is so amazing. It, it also takes you back to the incarnation of Christ and recognizing that as he inaugurates this movement called the church that's ultimately going to be global, uh, that the multiplication of the church across the globe is going to have more effect in time and space than Jesus in the limitations of human skin. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. yeah.
2: That's, that's wild That stuff. is trippy to think about because I, when I've read this verse, i have like, wow, what a like humble statement. Like, You'll do stuff greater than I can do. But then my second thought is like, what's greater than raising someone from the dead? Like, what else is out there that mm-hmm. we could do that's so super incredible? Um, but I do, I, I reiter- reiterate that. Yeah. Like, I think that, like, just him, the humbleness that he brought, way he came into the world, and then him giving us the power to go do that, I think it's just... Well,
1: and, and I think that's it, Andrew. Like, what is greater? Because I've never done this. I've never raised someone from yeah. physical death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is greater than raising someone from physical death is taking someone to the way of eternal life, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what he's leaving us with, is that gospel message to take to the ends of the earth, to go and make disciples of all nations. Mm -hmm. And every time we see a life changed, that Mm -hmm. changes their eternity, that's greater than their physical life being restored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a big deal.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I also have on there, like, how should this motivate
0: us today? I think about he's saying all these things, knowing what's about to happen, and then eventually he's going to leave. And like what you said earlier, like we are his ambassadors. He is no longer walking the earth and he's left this good news and entrusted it to us. And for him to make this proclamation and saying, now it's on you. Yeah. Like,
1: but it's not just on us. And I won't steal from future weeks, but he's leaving us with something incredible. Someone's come. The helper
0: is coming. Yeah. But just, man, motivating us to say like, yes, I'm picking this up and continuing what Jesus began. Um, Let's go. Uh, The last thing is when Jesus talked about whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. So what did Jesus mean when he said, I will do whatever you ask in my name and how should this influence how we
1: pray? Man, I don't know. (laughs) Andrew, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I've asked for a lot of things, Jesus. (laughs) No, but
2: I, I really think, I think it, for me, it influences me and in just having boldness and, mainly confidence to ask them, what 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 I need, mm-hmm. and and um, but I, I mean I could I kind of do struggle with that. Well, it's complicated, I, right? And and so, I like, I think part of the way to
1: understand what's going on here is is a way that we understand scripture you let the clear interpret the unclear you understand the the context within the context of the book you understand the context within the context of the bible and there's a lot of things that we learn about prayer and at the end of the day man we could talk forever more about prayer but i'll kind of i'll kind of sum up my thoughts in this and that ultimately what we're doing in prayer is we're aligning our hearts with god's will and once you have that kind of alignment where you're in alignment with God's will, then you absolutely can't ask for anything in Jesus' name because it's consistent with the will of the Father. And what God wills, God does.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, the, one of the things Greg talks about in, me, in his message is, man, what does it mean to pray, to ask in Jesus' name? Uh, whatever you ask in my name. And he says, it really means to begin to pray his will. Yeah. And say, God, what is your will for my life? And and he leans into you know the funny like, it's not a magic incantation say what you want and say in Jesus' name but <laughs> um,
1: it's it's about praying his will for your life well and i think that's it it's like recognizing it just saying it in Jesus' name He's not a genie, man. We don't believe in a prosperity gospel that just because you claimed it in Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. then it is to be. Mm -hmm. We don't have that power. We don't have that authority. Mm -hmm. His name is where the power and authority is. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so ultimately, His way is the way. His way is the truth. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to bring ourselves in alignment to that. Mm -hmm. And so if if we really want to talk about how this should influence how we pray, I think that's it. It's like we begin with, uh, God, align me with you. Mm-hmm. God, I lay down my will. I lay down in submission. God, I want what you want, and and if I'm honest, God, I don't really. And so, if you yeah. could conform my heart into your heart, if you could do the work on my heart to get my heart to that space, uh, then we'll probably be ready for for me to take on your mm-hmm. will.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things I enjoyed that he said too was he said, "But say in Jesus' name." He said, "There's power mm-hmm. in that name," and that's how we're commanded to praise. And we are coming to the Father through Him and in His name. And that's good.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, like, I've had some experience in my life with with spiritual warfare and and with some moments, you know, where it's like, um, you know, I'm not a warrior, like I kind of opened with, but there was, I felt the forces of darkness in ways that man, I I knew I needed to respond. And I will tell you, like, I, I've been in those spaces where recognizing there is power and just speaking Jesus' name. Because mm-hmm. in those moments of warfare, in those moments where there's that kind of darkness and oppression around, like, I've seen it. Where mm-hmm. saying Jesus and calling out to Jesus and saying the name of Christ, uh, I believe it. that There are forces and there are things that we cannot see that are terrified at the name of
2: Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, no, other, no other name we're saved. And I believe in this earth situations. Like, I like guess the only thing, like, Jesus, save me. Jesus, take control of what's going on. I don't know. And that's, that's I was raised to uh, to do that. And I absolutely, it brings peace inside of me, mm-hmm. just giving it to Him and saying, Jesus, I don't know. But it's, I give it all to you. I absolutely believe that too.
0: Hmm. Well, we'll have you unpack all that story next time, Randy. All right. <laughs> 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 <was> like, yes. <laughs> Sounds like there's more there we'd love to hear.
1: Y'all have that,
0: had those moments? <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't heard yours. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for listening. Andrew, thanks for being on the podcast, oh, man. Oh, right in. such an honor. Such an honor. I know you've been having conversations with us f- from your office over there, <laughs> <laughs> just listening through the door, but welcome in, man. Wow.
2: And, Hopefully uh, it's not the last, or maybe it is the last. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, of We'll be in touch. Just
1: <laughs> <laughs> send me an email. <laughs> we'll be like, yeah, yeah, Andrew, we're we're in the office on the right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh well, thanks for listening. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week.